Welcome to the Lotus Flower Podcast. I am your host, Anna Butner. I know it has been a long time coming. It's about time I recorded episode three of the DM series. So here we go. The first letter reads, hi, auntie, I'm a Gambian man who is married with two wives. Wait, hold up a second. Hold up one second, guys. Let's just reel it back real quick. Did this nigga with two wives just call me auntie? You have two women who are your wives. You have the audacity to call me your auntie. Nigga, I'm not your auntie. If anything, I'm probably your little sister. <laughs> anyway, I thank you for writing in. Do not call me auntie. I am not your auntie. Nigga, just say hi, sis. Okay? All right, so here's the letter. I'm a Gambian man who is married with two wives. Both my wives were virgins when we got married, and they just don't satisfy me sexually. This December, I met a young Gambian European lady, and we got to talking and spending time together. She really got, she really knocked me off my feet. She's very beautiful, sexy, smart, and more importantly, she's the best sexual partner I've ever had. She leaves me in amazement every time we engage in any sexual intimate moments. I fell in love with her hard and I can't get her out of my system. I'm completely addicted to her and the way she makes me feel. I have never played with a woman the way I do with her. She creates such a joyful environment and I'm able to let go of all my inhibitions and be completely free and open. I experience getting my ass licked and use sex toys and hot candle wax and whips and chains, handcuffs and gag balls and beads. I'm guessing those are anal beads. The six weeks we spent together had been the most beautiful and life-changing for me. I want to marry her, but she does not want to be a third wife. I have gone to see her twice already since she left, and I can't go more than three weeks without seeing her. I'm completely helpless. She's like air to me. I don't even want to have sex with my two wives anymore. I have seven children, two wives, businesses, and all I want is this woman. I cannot and will not live without her. Now that my world has been open and I see the light, I cannot go back to living in the dark. Well, damn. All right. So this woman just came into your life and just you know, open you up to things you never really have experienced before. You're having the time of your life and now you want to marry her. And she's like, nah, I'm not trying to be a third wife. And you don't know what to do because you feel like she's your heir. Now, what you can do is leave your two wives, your seven children and your businesses to run after this woman. Because let me tell you something, nigga, you show up here to whatever European country she's in broke with nothing she don't want you. She's not going to pull up any, any of those sex toys. She's not going to want to lick your broke ass. No, no woman wants to lick the ass of a broke man. Be serious. Like, be so for real. Get yourself together. Okay? Now, what you can be doing is figure out a way to be seeing her and flying her to see you. But what you cannot do is leave your businesses, your wives, your children, and your whole life to run after this woman. So I know she done turned you out. You're like, man, I never knew ass licking felt this good. But you got to get it together. What you cannot do is lose your entire life and everything you've worked for. Because if you show up empty handed, nigga, trust your ass when I get licked. Okay. So my brother, that's my, <laughs> that's my advice for you. But at the same time, good for you. Okay. Because let me tell you something. 
Some people will go their entire lives without experiencing sexual pleasure and freedom. And when I say sexual pleasure and freedom, I'm not talking about turn off the light when it's time for you to have sex, trying to find the covers so you can get under the covers. You don't let your spouse or your, your partner see your naked body. You're hiding. You're you know worried about your insecurities. It feels like for the first time after two wives and however old you are, you found the freedom to just be yourself and allow yourself to experience things and not put limitations on your sexual adventures, right? And you're like, dang, this feels good. And it's, you know, it does take the right partner to open you up sexually. I know a lot of people who have been sexually closed, but then when they date, especially outside of their um, nationality or outside of their religion or outside of, you know, some someone different who they feel safe with, who they feel is not judging them, who they feel doesn't have any expectations of how they should act. They're allowed to just be themselves and they have the best time of their lives. So good for you on that end. Good for you that at your old age, at your big age, you're finally enjoying sex the way you should. But don't lose your shit now. Get it together. It's not worth it. That one nut is not worth you losing your money, your life, your legacy, everything that you've built, you know, running after some young girl who's blowing your mind. So, you know, come back to your senses, my good sir. All right, let's go into the next letter. This one says, hi, sis. Hey, first of all, congratulations on this podcast. And thanks for creating the platform for us to share. I actually know you. Ooh, not you know me because we were in the same school for many years. All right. You used to be so quiet. So glad to see your growth and benefiting and us benefiting from it. Now, the reason I'm reaching out is because I grew up in the, with the meanest mom ever. Okay. My mom is just selfish and evil. I have a lot of hurt and trauma from dealing with my mom. My mom moved abroad. And when she got her papers, she refused to file for me to join her. I felt like I watched all my peers travel out of the country and get exposure and opportunities that were never afforded to me because I was stuck in this shithole country. Oh, not the shithole country. I have been married twice and divorced twice with a total of three children. Anyway, my mom came to Gambia for Christmas with her African-American husband, for a four-week vacation. Of course, she came empty-handed with no gifts for me or my children. I was not surprised, but definitely disappointed, and it really triggered me. I wanted her to feel the same hurt she has inflicted on me all these years. So when she came to visit us and her husband was looking at me funny, I knew this was going to be easy. He gave me his number on the low and we met and fucked the first night. What was supposed to be a one-time thing ended up being an everyday thing. This nigga was fucking and licking the life back into me. I experienced multiple orgasms for the first time in my life. The night before they left, I set it up so my mom would walk in on us. Sure enough, she opened the bedroom door and found me riding her husband. 
She screamed and ran outside. She finished, we finished, and I got dressed and left. We never spoke again. I heard they're going through a divorce. I feel no remorse or regret. And to make matters worse, I am now pregnant with his baby. He came back to Banjul and he's filing for me and my kids to join him abroad. That bitch had it coming. Damn. Okay, that just took a twisted ass turn, you guys. All right, so sis, you have a lot of anger, clearly, towards your mom for what you felt was unfair that she left you back in Gambia, never tried to get you to join her in whatever European country she moved to. You said African-American, so I'm going to guess that she moved to America and she married an African-American guy. So she came for a visit, didn't bring you or your kids any gifts, and that really triggered you. So you fucked her husband and you set it up so she can walk in on y'all. And now you're pregnant with your mom's husband's baby, your mom and the husband divorced. And now you're about to be married to your mom's husband, who's going to file for you and your kids to join him in America. I feel like you need therapy. There's a lot to unpack there. There's clearly a lot of hurt, a lot of trauma and a lot of toxicity. But when you do get to America with your baby, go to therapy because the situation you have put yourself in, I'm not sure if it's the healthiest for you and your children. It is what it is. We're not here to judge. We don't judge on the Lotus Flower podcast. I thank you for sharing your story. But the only thing I can advise you to do is to go and seek therapy because there's a lot there. Um, and you know, um, all the best with your new baby and your new situation with your mom's husband. Yeah. All right. This next one says, hi, sis. I have a story that has, that still has me in shock. My wife came to visit me this Christmas and brought her friend along with her. This is the friend that we paid to file for my wife's papers as her husband. Oh Lord. I already know this is about to be fucked up. You see, my wife moved to the U.S. And while there, I sent her money to pay for our very good friend who's already a U.S. citizen to file for her papers. She received her green card and travel documents. So we planned a six-week trip back home. When she told me that her friend would come along, I was okay with it. We prepared the guest room and the first couple of weeks were great. We took him to meet all our family members and showed him all the amazing places that make Gambia such a paradise. Well, on week three, I went to work and came home early, only to find my wife and his friend fucking in my kitchen. No shock there. I ran right at him and pulled him off my wife. I held onto his dick and balls with all my might. Not all your might. <laughs> While he was screaming in pain, my wife was screaming, asking me to let him go. I squeezed so hard he looked like he was about to pass out. Mm. I then punched him and he fell on the floor. My wife threw himself herself on the floor 
and held his head gently while she was crying and asking him if he's okay. Right there as I stood over my wife and his lover on the floor, I knew my marriage was over. I left the house and asked them to be out of the house before I returned. I stayed away for four hours and when I got home, my wife had actually packed all her things and they were both gone. A part of me thought she was, she would be waiting for me to apologize, Wendy's son. Anyway, I later found out that they checked into a hotel and continued their, their vacation. Not a call, not a text, not an email, nothing from my wife. I started getting calls from friends and family who saw my wife and her lover around town. I decided it was time to send a delegation to her family to explain what happened. Needless to say, we are now divorced. She's living her best life in America. Yep, she moved in with her friend and they are now living as husband and wife. I hope my story serves a warning to all couples. Okay, so what had happened was, all right, what had happened? So this guy... Um, sent his wife to America. Then they had a mutual good friend and who was a U.S. citizen. So this guy, while in Gambia, sends money to their mutual friend to file for his wife to get American citizenship papers as the husband to his wife, right? On paper, on paper, just on paper. While he's in Gambia. So she finally gets her green card and traveling papers. Right. And comes to Gambia with said friend to visit her husband. What he didn't know is that this situation wasn't just on paper. They had decided they were going to consummate the paper marriage. And they've been having an ongoing affair. And... It's just sad. Sometimes I feel like when you read stories like this, as much as we hear it so often, like just have some integrity, like call your husband and be like, honey, I'm so sorry. I know this is messed up, but unfortunately me and dude have been spending a lot of time together and we fell in love and now we want to be together. And you know, my apologies. And I don't know. Like, I just feel like there should be some kind of honesty. Like, have an honest dialogue. Let each other know what's going on, right? Don't have this man in Gambia sending this money, waiting for you to come back, only, you know, for him to walk into you and his supposed friend who was supposedly helping his wife get papers, knocking boots. You know, that nigga deserved more than a punch. Like, he should have got his ass whooped proper, proper. Anyway, guys, let's get into the next. I'm so sorry for you. And thank you for sharing your story to serve as a warning to other couples. So other Gambian couples, please huh? be warned. You have been warned. All right. So this one goes, hi, sis. I wanted to share my semester story. So in December, I started talking to a Gambian in Texas who planned on coming back for three months without his wife and kids. He was sending me money through a guy that's here in Gambia and the money wires were coming on weekly. Okay. The amount got bigger and bigger. So this had me super excited. 
I don't care that he's married because Muslim men can have more than one wife. I was actually hopeful that he, hopeful that he would marry me when he got to Gambia. I prepared for his arrival and he sent me money to rent an apartment for the three months he was going to be in town. He arrived on a Friday and I picked him up from the airport. We connected right away and couldn't stop kissing, smiling and hugging. He was so excited his dick got hard just from hugging me. From the hug, I could tell he was hung low like a horse. So needless to say, I was wet and ready to taste the dick. We got to the apartment and I had food waiting for him. He took a shower and ate. I kept him company while he ate, chatting him up and just walking around the apartment like a petit jongoma. After eating, he was really tired and fell asleep while we were chatting on the sofa. I felt sorry for him and let him sleep. I packed my bags and went home. But I got a text from him asking me. He sent me a text message at four in the morning asking me to come back. I was actually at the club, so I drove to the apartment and we had sex. I didn't have an orgasm, but it was good. On his second weekend, we took a trip to Dakar. While we were there, fucking all weekend long, but he just wasn't getting me to the orgasm. So one night after he fell asleep, I started playing with myself while he slept. And I made so much noise when I was coming, he woke up. He realized what I was doing and he got so angry. He started yelling and calling me all kinds of names like slut and whore and chugga. I laughed and told him it's not my fault that his dick can't make me come. He got even more upset. He left the hotel room and I rolled over and went to sleep sexually satisfied. When I woke up in the morning, I found out that he checked out and left me in the car. We drove together, so I felt stuck. He refused to pick up his phone and blocked me on all social media platforms. I took the bus to ga back to Gambia, and that was the end of that. These semesters need to grow the fuck up. Oh, my God. All right. So, nigga, you mad that you can't make this woman orgasm and she finished herself off? Make it make sense. So, you've been fucking her, and every time you fuck her, she doesn't come. So she got tired of not coming. When y'all took a trip to Dakar, she decided, all right, he got his nut. He's falling asleep. I'm going to play with myself and get my nut. And you mad and calling her all kinds of names and sluts and whores? Come on. Like Gambian men, listen. Work on your sex game. Moka poch, du rekde. Gortam danga moka poch. Gortam danga mun jigin. Gortam danga ham nakanga defesa bagasli. Nahmu amal sa jigin binga tedal fula ak faida. Bane, du pur rekde. Bane pur gore jigin rek yipla. What basically what I'm trying to say is to all these Gambian men out there that are gonna behave like this. If you're not making your wife come or your woman come or whoever you're fucking come, you need to figure out how to work on your dick game. Because if your dick is whack, and your dick is not making your woman come. She's definitely going to find other ways to make herself come. And why are you mad that she's playing with herself? She didn't even pull out a toy. She didn't pull out the rose. She didn't pull out a clit stimulator. She literally used her fingers to make herself come. And you mad? Matter of fact, what you should have done was after she came, now the pussy's wet again. Nigga, get in there and fuck her proper. Like, and if you know your dick can't make a woman come, you got to have a good tongue game. Right? Like, do something. 
You can't just be upset. And then you left her in the hotel? You literally checked out, blocked her, and she drove to Senegal with you? So now she has to have find her way back home? Also, girls, y'all got to be careful. These men that are coming for, for vacation with God knows what kind of intentions they have. Y'all just can't be jumping in cars and planes and following them to hotels, to different countries, all willy-nilly. Because you might land on a nigga like this. Some bitch-ass nigga. Because this is a bitch-ass nigga move. Like, it was completely unwarranted. Sis, I'm upset for you. How dare he? All right. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to bring on episode four. And I'm going to make sure that I don't take so long to come out with episode four. But thank you all for listening, guys.